Welcome to another episode of Go Girl, because women are powerful. I'm your host, Ashley Caprice. Thank you so much for downloading and sharing. I so appreciate you. This is a podcast where we focus on affirmations, motivation, girl power, and girl talk. Today's topic, navigating the L.A. dating scene. Whew, I got some stories. We'll get into it after this. Those are two of the most powerful words, and what you say after shapes your reality. So today's I am affirmation is, I am worthy. Now repeat it to yourself. I am worthy. You know you are, right? But sometimes, you know, we go through things and we're like, I don't feel good enough. I'm reading Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. Yes, I'm still reading it. Don't judge me. And she felt like she was not good enough in high school. She went to a predominantly white high school. And um, it was because of her grades. You know, she was in the magnet program. She did really well in school, which meant she was good enough. But she still had these thoughts in her mind that I'm not enough. And I feel like we, anytime we're starting a new school or starting a new chapter in our lives, we have this self-doubt and these questions like, dang, I don't feel like I belong here. What am I doing here? But girl, you got there, right? Even if you're the only woman in the boardroom, you're there. So represent for all of us, okay? You went through the interview process. You got through the hiring manager, the VP, whoever else hired you thought you were good enough. So you have to think that way of yourself because as women, we tend to doubt ourselves a lot, spoke about this before about even applying for a job. We think, oh, I have some of these qualifications, but I don't have all of them, so I'm just not going to apply at all. Apply yourself. You can do it. You are worth it. So I am worthy of success. Release any self-doubt. When we're transitioning and learning something new in a new space, sometimes we're paused for a very long time. Like, what am I doing with my life, right? I, I know I'm not the only one that says, oh, I'm trying to, I, I got to get my life together. I'm trying to figure out my life right now. I don't know what I'm doing, but hey, it's another day and I'm giving my best shot. But you do have another day. You do have another shot and you are worth it. So take that shot. Whatever it is that you want, go after it. You can do it. You are worthy. I am worthy of positive friendships, of positive interactions, of positive environments. I am worthy. Sometimes you are surrounded by friends who don't encourage you, don't inspire you, and you're like, what am I doing? Girl, you better reevaluate that circle and surround yourself with better friends. Surround yourself with positive interactions. If you're always around negative people, Reevaluate that. If you're always in environments where you feel like you don't belong or the energy is just weird, reevaluate. You don't have to stay there. I am worthy. I am worthy of love. A lot of us get into relationships and start accepting things like, hmm, I know I'm better than this, but I love this person. So I'm going to just let this slide. You are worthy, girl. With love comes respect. So I am worthy of respect. Don't let anyone just disrespect you, 
say what they want to say about you, do what they want to do to you. You are worthy of respect. I am worthy of honesty. Yes, you are. No one should be lying to you. No one should be leading you on. No one should be telling you one thing and doing another. You are worthy of honesty. I am worthy of loyalty. Now, that's a tough one because we're told that men are dogs and cheaters and it's just the way they are. And it's like a lot of women just tend to accept that. And it's like you don't have to. You are worthy of loyalty. You are worthy of someone being there for you, not stepping out on you, right? Aren't you respectful? Aren't you honest? Aren't you loyal? And if you're not, reevaluate yourself, girl. So I am worthy. Some women just tend to forget their worth when dating. Some women become desperate and just want some love or someone around them so they tolerate a lot. Uh -uh -uh. Don't do that. Don't do that. And sometimes, you know, I'm a living testimony. Sometimes we weaken our boundaries and weaken our standards. We know some things shouldn't be happening. We know that we're uncomfortable with certain things, but you still give in because love. So that's why they always say before you fall in love, fall in love with yourself. And when you're in love with yourself, you respect yourself. You're honest with yourself. You're loyal to yourself and you know your worth. So I am worthy and to set the record straight we're going to talk to a serial dater in la i know she got some tea honey we're going to get into some girl talk next it is time for some girl talk i'm so excited i have miss monique kelly in here she is the high-powered Hollywood player and blogger behind the popular site, Confessions of a Serial Dater in L.A. She's been featured on uh, in Essence Magazine, yes. TV One, and currently the dating expert on Access Live. Welcome yes. to the show. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so happy to have you here because it used to be a thing. Well, it's still my thing. Like, every Monday, I was reading your blog. I don't even know how we found each other. It was, like, through Twitter. It and was meant I to be. Yeah, I was blogging, like, a lot way back in the day. And so we followed each other. This is when you were, like, an avatar. Yes, before <laughs> I wanted people to know who I was. Right. <laughs> it was like an avatar, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's telling the truth about this dating life in L.A. I got my friends hooked into it. And, you know, I was just reading it every Monday, and then you took a little break because you got in a relationship. Yes, uh, honey. Uh, we'll get into we'll that. We'll get into that. <laughs> get into it. <laughs> but, you know, you're just so relatable and sassy, and um, everything is just, like, dope about you and just, you know. Thank the way you. you represent women. So I had to get you in here to talk about all about navigating the dating scene yes. in L.A. Okay? Oh, gosh. So first of all, what inspired you to start your blog? Okay, so initially the blog started, it was shortly after I got divorced, mm -hmm. and I wasn't ready for a relationship. So I was out dating and just kind of finding my way again. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that dating in L.A., especially once you hit your 30s, yes. It is a completely different scene. Mm -hmm. And the dates were crazy. <laughs> and I would just start writing about it because I just was like, I got to get this out. Yeah. And then women started following the blog. And then it just became a way for me to purge myself. Because in lots of the instances, it wasn't always the guy. Sometimes I did dumb stuff too. Mm -hmm. And then just having a place where women could go and be able to relate to the dating world. Right. And 
all that we go through. Yeah. Because it's a lot. And you tell it all. I tell it all. Yes, you do. All. Well, what's been like your craziest dating story in L.A. then? Oh, the craziest dating story. It's one called The Bush Bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh. That sounds like I, can, I already know what that was going to be about. <laughs> so, you know, my titles, I always like to give titles where you don't know where it's going, right? Right. So the Bush bitch, that was also featured in Essence. It's when I went out with this guy. This was in my 20s, actually, before I was married. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I should have followed the signs. When a man tells you that their ex is crazy, that is a red flag. Mm -hmm. Because every crazy woman was once sane until a man took her there, right? So, you know, he said she was crazy. We went on a few dates. I was charmed by how good-looking he was Mm -hmm. and his quote-unquote swagger, as we call it. Right. And we went on a date, and as he was walking me to my car, a woman jumped out the bushes, <laughs> ran towards us, and started beating his ass. Whoa. And clearly, they were in a relationship, mm-hmm. unbeknownst to me, and he wasn't being honest. Mm-hmm. So I drove off and went about my way, and he was history after that. Man, I wonder if he's still with her. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Probably. You know, relationships like that, they always they end up are, together. Right. Married forever. <laughs> exactly. Like, y'all too? <laughs> You they probably have three kids by now. Okay. You know? <laughs> so, well, what have you learned then from dating in L.A.? Okay, so dating in L.A., I've learned to be unapologetic for what you want, what your needs are. Mm-hmm. And also, you cannot expect perfection. Right. Now, that is something that's taken me a while to learn. I think I've gotten to that place in the last few years mm-hmm. where you have to accept people for their imperfections in the same way you want them mm-hmm. to accept you for yours. And also... Staying true to yourself. For me, I am very clear. I prefer dating black men. Mm -hmm. And there's been times when I'm judged for that, where people will say you're not being open, you're you're limiting yourself. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's just a preference. And also... Just knowing who you are mm-hmm. and recognizing when you're making the same dating patterns and mistakes and learning when you need to readjust as well. Mm-hmm. Because certainly I'm not perfect. Right, right, yeah. right. And I feel like sometimes we do always blame the other person. Absolutely. And it's like we need to take some uh, responsibility and accountability for Absolutely. our part in every relationship, situationship, whatever it is. You know, she mm-hmm. she got her hands up I'm and like, stuff like, yes. hallelujah. <laughs> So where are you originally from then? And, okay. and, you know, how was the dating scene there? You'll hear it every once in a while when I say water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> water? I'm like, what is, is that water? How do you guys say it here? Water? <laughs> I, I say water. Are you talking about the drinking water? Yes, what I'm sipping on right now. Okay. So I'm from New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> and it comes out in certain words or if I'm really excited. And I find dating is... No matter where you are, women have the same struggles. Mm-hmm. I think the difference between L.A. and other areas is L.A. is the entertain- entertainment capital of the world. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that is deserved a lord. <laughs> I love how she, she looks so proper when she said it, too. She's like, lord, clutch my pearls. Okay. <laughs> but we're dealing with people who live in an altered state of reality. Yes. And that's where the difference comes in because you always have to be on your A game in L.A. Mm-hmm. If you notice when you go to other places in the country, you are the bomb, right? right, Cause, right. And you forget. You're like, wow, I do kind of have a going on. Right. Like, okay. What? So in L.A., you tend to forget that you are phenomenal because you're around so many fabulous people because mm-hmm. that's why people move here. And... I find that that's the main difference, but in terms of the topics 
um, the dating dilemmas, the dating inconsistencies, the hope, the desires, that's universal no mm-hmm. matter where you are. Mm-hmm. So there's not a specific pattern for dating in L.A., the men in L.A. I just feel like none of us are really successful out here. <laughs> exactly. Like, it wasn't until I moved away to Sacramento for work. That's right. I mm-hmm. remember you moved there. And um, that's when it seemed like, oh, okay. And the men were... Um, they were into dating their women, you know, picking us up for a date and going out and paying just the little things that you think you'd expect from a guy. But now out here, I feel like in L.A., I don't know if it's because it's so many men or so many women or what that some women just accept anything. Oh, my gosh. From a man. <laughs> Go Girl Podcast. Ashley, let's talk about that. I just wrote a post about that. Yep. And it was called You Can't Polish a Turd. Turd, yes. <laughs> That was one of my favorites because you are absolutely right. I think a lot of women are accepting this media BS that there aren't a lot of good men out there mm-hmm. and they accept crumbs. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, men, they're like, oh, okay, there's not a lot of us out here so we can just do whatever we want right. and they're going to accept it. And women who accept anything Look, I'm getting all emotional and mad. Get emotional. They are messing it up for the rest of us. Yep. Set your expectations because when you don't, you don't mess it up just for yourself. You mess it up for the rest of us. And you're absolutely right. There is this lie, this untruth that we have all made ourselves believe, some of us, that there aren't a lot of good men out there. I love to tell my followers, you just need one. Do it right. Just one that is perfect for you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I feel that way, though. A friend and I were talking about this, too, that, um, you know, because these other women are accepting so much in the crumbs that it makes it hard for women with standards. Exactly. And we feel like, oh, okay, you, you want me to pay for the day? Okay. Girl! My friend told me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. My, I, You she know when your Apple me. Watch tells you to breathe? Because <laughs> you, your heart skipped a beat. She told something. me she drove and she paid for the date. She was taking it back, of course. That, in, that never lasted, that relationship. Okay, and, or the whole, it was, It was, you know, they met online and that's what happened. He pulled up to her house and was like, oh, I thought you were driving. And... Oh, I don't have my wallet. Do you have date. warrants or something? What's no. up with that? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay. But, you know, of course, then nothing ever came from it. But are there women out there yes. who are picking these men up now and taking them on the dates? And that's why men are expecting it now from Absolutely. women. Absolutely. And here's the thing. When you're in a relationship, when you get to that place... You know, this is null and void. But in the beginning of a relationship, I guess I'm old school. Mm-hmm. I feel like a man should do certain things yep. to really win you over, to wow you over. Mm-hmm. Because the way you start the relationship sets the tone for the rest of the relationship, right. right? So if you're picking him up, paying and all that, and then later on down the line you have an attitude because he's not ambitious and he doesn't think of fun things to do, that's on you. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's on you. Definitely true. My my grandpa said it, like, how we start a relationship is how it's going to continue to be and end. Yep. My mom, she had to stop me because when I was younger, I used to go Dutch. I'm like, I'm just going to pay my half. Oh, we've all you done that. Half, you know, <laughs> and that's just what I'm going to do because mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't want the guy to expect anything. My mom's like, no, just let the guy treat you like a queen. And maybe after the first few dates, then... You let him pay. Absolutely. You, you offered to pay. But do, you know, 
get treated like a queen first. And still look uncomfortable when I offer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. don't be like, oh, yes. Like, at least pretend to look like you're a little uncomfortable about it. Right. <laughs> you know? Pull out that wallet real right, right, and look right, at like, him like, are you serious? <laughs> you really want me right, to do this? And, like, make me really have to force myself to pay. Right. Don't be, like, just sitting back like, yeah. Yeah, yeah just big chilling. <laughs> Didn't, don't, don't offer the tip like, or anything. Really? Like, what? Come on. Right. So, okay, this, this. <laughs> You're laughing already. Your article, You Can't Polish a Turd. That was one of my favorites. Yes. So with one of them, you said, ladies, especially ladies in a 35-plus category, it is imperative that you do not let your loneliness and lack of having a relationship allow shit like this to slide. What is it like dating over 40? Girl. Let me know. Dating over 40, it has its pluses and minuses. Mm-hmm. The first thing that's great about dating over 40 is you are fully aware of who you are, what you want. Mm -hmm. Okay? You're hopefully successful in your own career. Mm -hmm. You have your own stuff. So you're not looking for a man to validate you or to take care of you. Mm -hmm. For most of us. I can't speak for everyone. And it's also very difficult because... You are so clear on what you want. You're not willing to accept just anything. Mm -hmm. So it makes it difficult, and you sometimes do have to check yourself and remind yourself, okay, no one's perfect, and everyone's going to have imperfections. Mm -hmm. So you really have to check yourself in terms of what you're looking for, what your non-negotiables are. Okay. But when when I was in my 20s, I was so focused on getting married by a certain age. Mm -hmm. Especially when you get to the, your late 20s yeah. and all your friends are getting married and your bridesmaids all the, the time. The pressure, right? The pressure. And for me, it was pressure I put on myself. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed my dating in my early 20s, but towards my mid to late 20s, I was so goal-oriented. Like, yeah. by the time I'm this age, I must do this. Then in my 30s was the divorce mm-hmm. and then reentering dating and learning who I was and getting over the divorce and also learning what was important to me. Then once I hit my 40s, there is something that happens where you are just like, I am me, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be me, and I cannot wait. I'm so excited to meet the guy that God has for me. And just trusting and having the faith in it that it will happen. Yes. That's my, I I just can't wait. Yes, I love it. And you're glowing, so I know he's coming, okay? Okay, she said she's sweating. Yes, honey, that's called sweat, honey. That also happens in your 40s. She's like, I am sweating. I'm hot. Okay. This ain't no glow. Okay, this is some real, you know, some sweat here. Hello. <laughs> but so I, I, I hear that because my mom, my sister, she's um, my older sister. She's in her 40s. Mm-hmm. And she said, it seemed like once she hit 40, everything changed. Jada Pinkett Smith. I've seen her red table talks where she was accepting a lot of different things from Will. And, you know, he has a big ego and everything. And she was just alone in line, you know, alongside him, living that big life. And at 40, she's like... This isn't me. This isn't what I want, you know? And so once I get 40, I'm going to really appreciate that. Oh, you're going to love it. And when people would tell me that all the time, and I'd be like, girl, this why do they act like it's so magical? And I cannot tell you something happens where it just clicks. Mm -hmm. And you are just like, I am going to live my life for me. Yeah. And even for women who are married with kids, it even happens for them where they readjust their life to not just thinking about their husband and kids, and they shift, and they're like, I need to start doing things for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. What I do want to ask, since you did go through a divorce, what are some lessons that you learned from your divorce? Okay, so for me, there were red flags before I got married. Okay. And probably on both of our sides. And I think the things that 
attracted us to each other was ultimately what made us get divorced. Mm. And it is so important that you are equally yoked with the man that you marry, Mm -hmm. that he gets you, that he loves you, that agape kind of love. And, you know, going through a divorce, you learn a lot about yourself. (laughs) You also learn a lot about the person you're married to. Mm. You learn more about someone when you're going through a divorce than you do when you're actually married. I'll just say that. Right. And I also learned that Love is important. That is the core. Love is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But in addition to love, you got to also think with your head and not just your heart. So at this age, it's kind of like I definitely want to have love. That has to be the foundation. But we have to have things in common. Mm -hmm. We have to have the same goals. We have to even like traveling and being adventurous. Little things do turn into Big things. Yeah. And also when you're dating someone, that is when they're supposed to be at their best. Right. So if you're dating someone and things are not right and you think getting married is going to change Make that, it better. Mm-hmm. that's not the case. Because a lot of women think once they get married, things will change and get better. Absolutely. And also marriage also makes you look at yourself and realize when you have unresolved issues as well, mm-hmm. which I learned too. Yeah. You know, again, it's not like I cannot pretend like it was all my ex and I was this perfect, you know, wife as well. So I have to look at myself and that's when I went through that period of just that Mm self-reflection and just really be like, okay, I need to do this differently. These are issues that I have that need to be resolved so I don't bring it into the next relationship. Yes, and let's talk about a next relationship. It probably was not the next, but I know previously uh, you had a relationship and um, you spoke briefly, very Very briefly. briefly. (laughs) We both said very briefly, very briefly uh, about it in a blog post. So you don't have to share if you're not comfortable right now or anything. But I do understand that you know you still are now taking time for yourself. So talk yes. about the importance of dating yourself. So one of the things that I have learned is when you see a red flag. Mm-hmm. It is a red flag. You cannot turn it into a different color. Alert, alert, alert. Don't go further. Stop, okay? So you see a red flag and you have to be willing to keep it moving. A lot of women stay in relationships because they're so afraid of being single. And they're so afraid they're not going to meet someone else better and this is the best it's going to get. The devil is a liar. (laughs) Okay? Okay. So that being said, I always talk about taking the time to date yourself and remembering the things that you like. Because how can you expect someone to date you if you, you're not comfortable being by yourself? Mm-hmm. And during this time, I've been really focused on my career and just really focused on doing me. Yeah. Now, I'm open to dating when it's the right situation and the right person, but I'm all about me right now and taking the time to date myself. And so many women, I'll talk to them and I'll say, why don't you go out, take yourself out to dinner? There are so many women that are terrified mm-hmm. to go out to dinner by themselves. Really? Absolutely. And that's something you got to get over. Yeah. I was just telling my mom this week, I said, you know, I'm going to go on a date myself this week. I want to watch a certain movie. So I'm going to go. I'm going to eat. I'm going to go to the movies. <laughs> and it's just me, my me time. I, I love that. value my me time. Yes. Okay. And I think from being in a previous relationship, I've learned, too, that – uh, my me time is so important, just recharging and being 
having my me time being by myself for a minute is okay and it is it balances it definitely does me for sure and not too long though yeah you know some women they'll be like well i need my me time <laughs> and they'll be like oh girl that was two years ago <laughs> you gotta, like, i'm like just a day okay like just, just a, a couple hours just a few weeks or some it's a day or two maybe a few weeks i'll even give you a few months but <laughs> once you hit month three or four oh. <laughs> Okay. I don't want to lie and be like, I'm advocating you staying by yourself forever. That's Got not it. what I'm saying. Got it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because, you know, girl, I've taken like two years sometimes. <laughs> She's like, bye-bye. Hello. <laughs> but but take then, the time you need. Right. But then, <laughs> right. But then, <laughs> that's like, that's like a, a, a be politically correct answer. But, but take the time. Right. Yeah, girl, take the time. <laughs> But no, that's a little dangerous, though, because when you take years, like I took two years one time, and then so when I met someone, I'm like, oh, okay, this is the one. Yet, you know, you just, you jump on ship too soon and too fast because, well, you've taken two years off, so you're you're kind of bored now. Yeah. You know, you just let anyone in, and that ain't okay. Girl, and you know what else? With my last... Um We'll use the term relationship loosely. Okay. <laughs> so I'll just be, I'll be PC. I'll tell you the tea once we get off the, okay. once we get off the air. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when you've been single for a long time, especially with social media, you get so used to seeing the friends posting pictures and mm-hmm. then you meet someone, you get so excited. You're like, okay, maybe, just maybe. Why do they have to show their ass as soon as you post, post a, a picture? picture? I'm like, why did you? Now I'm got to explain to people why it didn't work. Right? <laughs> why? We were so good. We were so good before then, right. and now you showed your ass, and I have to explain. Right, right, right. Now I gotta delete these pictures. Okay. And stuff. Now people want to know what happened. Don't it's you hate business. that? And see, that's why I love you. This is the single girl code. Yes. I was talking about this before at Access, right? So when you're single and you're, you're with the single sisterhood, mm-hmm. there's something in the way that will be like give each other a look or like be like girl <laughs> right and you're like okay girl you don't have to talk about it yeah whereas our married girlfriends are like what happened all tell me it. all the details i'm like okay didn't you get the hint when i said it's a long story yeah you know there's something about this single sisterhood and how we single women can relate to each other in a way that you just can't when you're with your married friends you can still love them but the single sisterhood is so strong yes you guys we are giving some eye contact in here oh my god <laughs> ashley <laughs> Nope. Okay, we ain't gonna okay, go further okay. into that. I'm not yes, telling girl. this. You ain't okay. <laughs> this is being recorded. <laughs> right. We don't know who's gonna hear this stuff. No, but I, I totally understand. So, you know, we're not touching too much on exes and whatnot. Yeah. But do you believe in keeping in touch with exes? Hell to the no. I mean, if there were such a great guys, you'd still be with them. Right. Um, well, let, let me let me just say, okay. Chris Brown left a few comments under Rihanna's photo last week. What did he say? He was just like, oh, you know, waiting for this music, you know, and um, looking good and all this stuff. He's in another relationship. They've Ooh. been apart for years. years. She's dating that rich, um, that rich billionaire. Billionaire. And, yeah. Go ahead, Rihanna. Okay, get Come it, girl. Back. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, Chris Brown left some some comments and social media dragged him for it. So really, yeah. So, what do you think? Do you think you should unfriend or block an ex? Okay. So for me, depending on the circumstances of the breakup, yes, I set boundaries for myself. Okay. Okay. So that number one, you and I both know that when you break up with someone, they are scrolling, trolling, looking through your page, mm-hmm. being nosy, right? Right. So I'm like, okay, you don't get the privilege of knowing what I'm up to now that we have broken up. And I don't want to know what you've been up to because I don't want to be tempted 
to look mm-hmm. and be curious. Mm-hmm. And we always end up looking when we're already having a down moment. Right. So I typically will block, delete and block someone mm-hmm. after we break up. Now, that's, you know, if it was a relationship. For right. some guys that I've dated, there's a few guys that are very, very cool people. And we just didn't work out, exactly. you know, and it wasn't a major mishap. And we're still cool. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, exes, whether it's an ex-husband or mm-hmm. whether it's an ex-boyfriend, for me, you're blocked. You're deleted. Definitely. And we're cool. Yeah. I don't need to know what you're doing. You don't need to know what I'm doing. Keep it moving. But sometimes they'll create some different pages. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, oh. you know, they'll still look at what you're up to. And oh, stuff, yes. You know. But, <laughs> but so what can you okay, do? Okay, right, right. I'm like, <laughs> hmm, I have a blog post about that I've been saving. Okay, yes. <laughs> um, I say block and delete. And what's funny is one of my friends, she was like that. Um, she was always a block and delete person, but I was like, no, you know, whatever, let them see, live your life until, well, that was when I was just dating people and it wasn't that serious and, you know, it just didn't work out. But when it, depending on the circumstances and how it ends, it's like, no, no, no. Now I understand. I'm a block and delete you. Okay. I can read your inner monologue right now, actually. Like, (laughs) I know what you're saying. But you're not saying because you and I are thinking and saying the same thing. It's a single sisterhood. Like, we are vibing. <laughs> we, we should probably go for some cocktails and Girl, confessions. Girl, we need some cocktails and confessions ASAP. <laughs> or sometimes you know that the new person in their life is creeping on your page, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've or the old person. I've a few likes, and I'm like, who are you? They you would, go there, they and it's a faceless like picture <laughs> with no posts, no pictures. And they would, Or they would have their whole picture and pose and they're liking your photos and i'm like i'll look on their page and, oh who is this oh okay well yep hello social media that <laughs> has changed the dating game and that's why with dating experts out here the quote-unquote dating experts i'm not listening to women who have been married for 25 20 years right and you have not gone through the ups and downs of dating with social media yeah text messaging that's changed the game that's what's made it important for me, and I think that's why women relate to me, mm-hmm. because of the fact that I'm in the trenches with you. Mm-hmm. I know what you're going through, so you can't tell me how to date if you've been married for a long time and you've right. never experienced You could tell me how to have a great marriage. Right. I'll take that. But you can't tell me how to date. Same as, I know I'm just drifting. But these, but I digress. You know That's what I mean? Thing. I digressed. I'm digressing, but this is important. Same with these men who give relationship advice, whether it's famous talk show or Girl. pastors. And they're telling us what we need to do and how we should date. And meanwhile, you know mm-hmm. they are doing dirty stuff mm-hmm. and they get exposed. It's just like, you can't tell me how to date when you're being shady. Exactly. I won't name names, but I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. Some people, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a few men that I had to unfollow. Like, why am I even following this exactly. guy? With his uh, drama or 15th marriage and stuff Thank like that. Thank you. But, you know. And, I know and plus, I'm digressing. Just with, just just with men telling women how to be anyway. It's like. We're women, you know. Right. We need to listen to the other ladies that have successful relationships, Thank not you. for men telling us how we should be in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. like, because I'm sure the advice you're giving to us, I highly doubt your wives mm-hmm. have followed that same advice and you are happily married. Right. I'm just saying. So happy. Hashtag just saying. <laughs> so do you block and delete their phone number too, or is it just social media? I don't block and delete the phone number mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. if they happen to call, 
I don't want to be like, uh, you know, where you forget the number. Mm-hmm. Now, I will keep the number in the phone and I will block them so they can't reach out or text me. I right. will do that. But I keep the number just so I don't accidentally call or Exactly. So you like don't that. delete the number. No. Same here. I block and I might change the name. Right. Because you're going to get a name on Girl, you're going to get a name. You know what I'm saying? I have some very funny names <laughs> I got up in so there. many no's and hell right. no's and stuff and... <laughs> Right, but uh, yes. but yeah, you got to keep the number. But then sometimes they call from different numbers. They sure do, and it's not even about being. Pe- Some people will think you're being petty. Mm-hmm. It is setting up boundaries, boundaries for yourself so that you are okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let's talk about earlier. You mentioned non-negotiables. Yes. How should people um, learn their non-negotiables or come up with their non-negotiables? I honestly say it's through trial and error. Yeah. Because my non-negotiables have changed since mm-hmm. I was in my 20s, 30s, and now. Wow. And when I, <laughs> when I was in my 20s, before I met my now ex-husband, I had a list of every single thing I wanted in a man. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 53, 60-some odd things. <laughs> well, okay, like it was ignorant. Like the, the things that I had on there was just like, really? And I got everything on that list. Okay. Everything I got. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I also got divorced. Right. And that person had everything on the list. So as you go through life and you go through different experiences and you learn who you are, they will change. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, oh, he must wear a suit to work or he must be this height or this. It's like, he must be a good communicator. Right. For me, you know, he must be Christian, Mm -hmm. spiritual, not religious. Like, there's different things that you go through life, and that list changes. Yeah. And it becomes more meaningful. And it's just, it's not the fluff. You know, in my 20s, it's all about fluff. Now it's about being internal being in touch with yourself, you know, is responsible. Things like things like that that you've gone things through. that really matter. Exactly. Your character and stuff. Because uh, a lot of times, same, um, I'm like, oh, someone who makes me laugh and this and that. And that's cool. And that's I still great. would want someone to make me laugh mm-hmm. and whatnot. But now it's like, okay, uh, someone who also values God, a relationship with God, someone who's honest and, you mm-hmm. know, just these things that really matter as you get older and have more experience, it's like, okay, I wanted him to be 6'5 and, you know, muscles and this, that, and the other. But dang. <laughs> I mean, look, Boris Coachella <laughs> seems like a good guy. Right. She's happy. She Why is, can't And I they've been happy like for years. Exactly. And they look so good together. I love them. They do. Yeah. So it's like, that could still happen. Yeah. You know, my 6'5, brown eyes, whatever. But um, as you get older, I just feel like that changes. It's more about who you are and not what you have and mm-hmm. what you look like. Although what you look like still does kind of matter. It does matter. You have to be you have to be <laughs> attracted to the person. Honest. That's why when people, you know, will suggest who you should date and you're not yeah. physically attracted to them and they judge you for that. Right. And you know, you do hear stories Girl. about people who met who met their guy, they weren't into them at first mm-hmm. and they happen to fall in love. Mm-hmm. And that's great. That worked for them. Maybe that might work for you. Right. But the one thing you do have to stop doing, there I go digressing, <laughs> you know I'm a digressor, <laughs> is comparing what your relationship will look like to how it's happened for other people. Right. And that is something that a single woman have to learn. Yeah. You know, for one person, they met their man online. Mm-hmm. You go online, you haven't met the person. Right. One person, they've done long distance dating and then the guy moved and they're happily married. 
That hasn't worked for you. Yeah. It worked for them. Your dating story is going to be your dating story. You right. cannot do the comparisons. Not at all. Yeah. One of my friends, she tried to hook me up with a guy who was snag-a-tooth. And I was like, seriously? You wouldn't really? date a guy. You wouldn't date a guy who's snag-a-tooth. I'm going to tell you who it is after this, too. <laughs> now I need to know. Do I know who it is? No, you don't know the guy. You know who the person who's trying to hook me up. Oh! I can't like, wait. I was like, seriously? Hello. Girl, you wouldn't do such Let a thing. Let me guess. Was she married to? Oh, she is now. She wasn't at the time. Oh, see. You know, I love my married friends. <laughs> but watch out for your friends who get marital amnesia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people get married and forget about the struggle real quick. Real quick. Real right. quick. I'm like, girl, now you know when you were single. Mm-hmm. You would never. You would have never, ever, ever, ever. ever, ever. <laughs> so what is Miss Monique Kelly looking for now? Hmm, that's a good question. Is he listening? Like, Is he listening? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> For me now, <laughs> you know, we already went into some of it. You know, I do want that beautiful yeah. black, I want a black man. That's, mm-hmm. you know, spiritual, not religious, a good communicator, a man who is successful and who isn't intimidated by my success, mm-hmm. you know, because I want to have a great career. I don't want to just have a job. And, you know, for both of us, we're not just going to a nine to five. Like mm-hmm. our career ambitions are strong. Right. Um, a man who's open to kids. Mm-hmm. I personally, once a man hits a certain age, I need him to be divorced mm-hmm. because if you are late forties, creeping on fifty, you've never been married, never been engaged, never been in a serious relationship. Yeah, red flag. That's a red flag for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a concern. Um, you know, if you do have kids, not a, a lot of kids from different women. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who's fun, well traveled. Clearly, I've thought about this. Yeah, I'm I, like, so you're open. Single girl purgatory. I am open to dating. I'm ready to meet the right person, but I will not settle for foolishness yeah. and foolery. How did you how do you get these dates? Because I find it hard just in LA to even get a date. You know, people ask me that all the time because I do you I go find out it, I go out all the time. I'm like, wow, Every I do meet I'm people. Like, it's pumping. <laughs> Where did she go? Okay, so I'll tell you the one of the best places to go, the grocery store. What? I promise you I've met so many men at the grocery store. You learn a lot by based on how a man shops, right? Mm-hmm. So if he has a big basket, you pretty much know he is probably in a relationship, in a relationship. married with kids. Mm-hmm. Small little basket that he's carrying around, you know, just hitting up the produce, you know, mm-hmm. protein packs, you learn a lot. And there's cutie pies mm-hmm. in the grocery store. And then also I go out a lot. I tell women, you're not going to meet your man sitting in the house. True. So even if I'm at the gym or I go out with friends for cocktails mm-hmm. or I go out by myself for a cocktail, lots of times when you're out by yourself sitting at a bar or sitting at a table at a restaurant, you allow yourself to be more open because it's not a group of women. They don't right. have to worry about the rejection. But I do meet – I. I'm fascinated by the amount of guys I meet. I'm like, wow, I do meet a lot of guys. Yeah, I mean, and it helps that you're also gorgeous <laughs> and you're glowing and stuff. You know, thanks, girl. <laughs> That's the other thing. You can't. You gotta. Yeah, if this gotta is LA, good. okay? You gotta look good even when you're pretending trying not to look good. Okay, yeah. like you cannot let your look at you. You're gorgeous too. Oh, thank you. You cannot let yourself go. Yeah. I mean. You got to keep yourself together. I mean, but if we just running errands and I'm throwing on sweatpants and a ponytail and looking a mess, then you'll never look a mess. Like even for you, <laughs> look at you. At least put on some lip gloss. Okay. I mean, at the very least, put on some lip gloss. Yeah. I, I mean, I have had the flu, and that's the other. I hate being sick when I'm single because then I have to go get my own Aww. stuff. But I will at least pop on some Fenty mm-hmm. um, lip gloss. 
And just act like you have just put in a little bit of effort. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. not totally busted. But sometimes guys will holler when you look in your words. I know, right? Oh my gosh, girl. I'm like, wow. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Did you know. see that I'm beautiful right now? What is wrong with you? Now I don't even want to date you. We don't you give ourselves okay. enough credit. I know. It's like Sometimes it's okay. <laughs> really? Wait till you see me looking good. Right. But that's what he's waiting on. He's like, oh, if she looks this good, you know, while she's looking this bad or looking <laughs> like whatever, then I know she'll look popping when we're going out on a thank date you. and stuff. For and sure. your bad is great. Oh, well, I'm thank just saying. You. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, can we talk about real quickly about ghosting? Because you talk about this a few times in your articles. You, you'll have men from the past that come back. And and maybe we, you know, you guys are planning a date and then it just doesn't happen. Talk about ghosting. Let's that talk about that. more in L.A.? It happens. I don't know if it's more in L.A., but it happens a lot in general. And that's something, again, one of those learning lessons, right? So as the late, great Dr. Maya Angelou said, when a man shows you who you are, who he is, believe him. Mm-hmm. And, oops, sorry. When a man has shown you that he's inconsistent, he's not going to follow through, believe him. In the past, I have been guilty of giving people too many chances. Yeah. Okay? And it's just like, he has already shown you mm-hmm. he's an ass. Mm-hmm. Believe it. So, ghosting does happen a lot. And then, when a man does not follow through, it is not your responsibility or your job to follow up. This is not a job interview, okay? Now, it's different if you guys have gone out a few times and, you know, you guys have, you know, maybe been intimate or whatever and he just ghosts. You get to call him once, maybe text once. Don't put too much in a text. Always assume whenever you're texting, it will be screenshot and shared. Mm -hmm. So anything that you don't want shared, don't text. That is my big thing. Yes. Whether that's nude pictures, whatever, don't do it. Mm -hmm. So... You get those, you get a call, you get a text, and if he doesn't follow through from there, you have to keep it moving. That's it. You got to keep your dignity. And it's so hard, it's so frustrating, and when things like that do happen, you set up your sponsorship system. What is this sponsorship system? This is important, okay? Because ghosting does, it is devastating. It will mess with your, it makes you so insecure, and it makes you second guess yourself. Mm -hmm. So your sponsorship system is your girlfriends that you can call when you are thinking about calling him or text. Oh, okay. Okay? And some of them you can even do (laughs) role-playing of what the conversation looks like, what you think you're going to say. And that really, I swear to you, it helps. Yeah. It helps. Okay. I have to think about that. See, I'm the type, I just, you ghost me, I'm never going to reach out to you. And that's important. Like, that's me. But I I like to talk to, because not all women have that, you know. Yeah. So I like to be fair. Right. But you ghost me, I'm I'm cool. Yeah. You, like, in one of your articles, oh, he ghosted me, but he probably was, like, dead and came back to life or he was probably in jail for a couple of days. <laughs> like, right. Like that's a whole other issue. <laughs> it had to be extreme if you just gonna ghost the system. Right. Like, you know? really? You gonna Not ghost me? me? <laughs> Time is something you will never get back. Yeah. And then that also shows he doesn't have good communication skills right. because if he's not into you, just say, listen, it's been cool, but I'm not feeling you. Mm-hmm. And it's just very inconsiderate. It's it's rude as it's hell. Rude. You know, it's very inconsiderate. It's just wrong. Yeah. So tell me about your um, novel. Yes. Okay. So my novel, 
I cannot go into details about what it's about, but it does focus on sisterhood. Okay. And I can say this. It's about three friends that went to college together. And you know when you graduate from college Mm -hmm. and you're like, my life is going to be like this. It's Mm going to look like you have everything perfectly planned. Yep. Fast forward, they're hitting their 40s or in their 40s. Two of them are already 40. One of them is turning 40. And the reality of life. Yeah. And how their sisterhood and friendship keeps them sane and brings them through life's ups and downs. I love it. It is so good. I can't wait. I cannot wait. You have to come back and talk about yes. that when the book oh, is released. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited for you. I'm so excited. love reading all of your articles. <laughs> Thank you. I do have one side question. Do the men know that you are a blogger? And you know what? They do now. Okay. You know, when oh, I first started, yeah, my now. face is out there. I'm on TV, which I love. Right. And it's just, you get to a point where I, at first, when I first started the blog, remember I was an avatar because mm-hmm. I was like, no one's going to want to date me. Right. Then I find <laughs> that ironically men want to prove like, no, I'm going to get this one. I'm yeah. going to show her that there's good women out there. And then when they see that it's a bigger than just, mm-hmm. you know, talking smack. And you notice I don't bash men. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I don't I don't talk about my personal sex life mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's something where they, you know, it's not ignorant. Right. And it's not male bashing. But there's such a bigger purpose. For me, it's about helping other women. It, it's it's grown into a movement. It's grown into me being relatable for people. Yep. I get women all the time who will inbox me and just say, this blog helped me so much. Yeah. Or I love what you're doing. You've helped me through this. And it's about empowering women. I that love, is my purpose. I love. I feel like from each one, you'll take lessons that you learned from a yes. dating story or whatnot. And you'll share that lesson, and that'll help another woman. So it's definitely empowering because I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one who goes through this. You're not the only one. And I always say I never want to make it seem like I'm lecturing someone mm-hmm. or acting like I know it all. Most of these stories and quote-unquote lessons are because I've had to learn it myself. Yeah. So I'm like, I've done the legwork for you, so you don't have to do it. Right, right, <laughs> you know right. What I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, you just our home girl. You exactly. Know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I like to think of myself as America's girlfriend. Yeah. I'm your girlfriend that you're having a drink and you're talking smack with. Right, having yeah. cocktails and confessions. confessions. Are you having actually. one of those? You know, I'm working on it. Okay, okay. It's kind of like a becoming a bigger... Yeah. Thing, mm-hmm. if you get my okay. inner monologue that I'm not saying out loud. Yes, yes, yes. I'm excited for you <laughs> and all you. that you have going and whatnot. And I'm excited for you. Look at you. Aw, thank you. You are doing it. Thank like, seriously. You. And so are you. Well, thank okay, we're, we're, we're both doing it. Exactly. <laughs> and this is all about women empowering women, yep. Yep. looking out for each other. Absolutely. Mm. All it's about. Tell everyone how they can. After, you want to take a sip of water first? Yes, hold on. Let, let her take my, a sip of water. You know, I'm doing a gallon a day. <laughs> and there we're going to run into the ladies' room in a minute. Yeah, and then I just want to know how can people follow you and just say your blog thing, your website. Oh name yes, okay. So the website is Confessions of a Serial Dater in LA dot com, and my Instagram is Cocktails and Confessions. Mm-hmm. My Twitter is Confessions LA, mm-hmm. and Facebook is Confessions of a Serial Dater in LA. Be sure to follow her on all platforms. My goodness. Uh, first of all, she's gorgeous. She's amazing. A great spirit. And she has all the tea to the dating stories. Yes. LA. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Monique Kelly, for coming in. Thank you, and Ashley. you go, girl. Taking your power back from all these dating scenarios and sharing your stories. I appreciate you for coming. Thank you so much. Now it's time for some music motivation. Motivation. Ambitious girl. You just want to win. And you'd rather chase your dreams than to try to chase these men.
You don't know that song? Ah, it's so dope. It's from the More About Nothing mixtape by Wale. The song is called Ambitious Girl. The whole song is on my inspirational mix, you know. Through the whole song, he's pretty much talking about a woman who's on her grind. She's not letting these men get to her. And, you know, to go along with the theme of dating today, we got to, that's how we should be. Chase your dreams rather than chasing these men. The men will be there. They will come. They're everywhere. Even if they might be, you know, married in a relationship, that <laughs> they're there. Don't worry about them because the right one will come along when you're doing what you're supposed to do in your life. You're taking care of yourself. You're chasing your dreams. You're focused on you right now, right? Do what's best for you and that love will come. Ambitious girl, you just want to win. In every area of your life, you want to win when it comes to success and being a better person and in your relationships. But to be better and win in your relationships, you know, you got to come with something. You have to offer something. Are you living your dreams? Are you living a successful, abundant life? Do what's best for you and then you'll attract the person who's best for you. And fulfill what fulfills you. Do more of that before worrying about a relationship. Because when you get in a relationship, they become a little distracting. And even the right healthy relationships, they're still a little distracting. Because you start to spend more time with your partner instead of a lot more time with yourself and your dreams. And that's understandable. But you have to learn how to adjust. You have to learn how to balance your time out. I am balanced. So that when this wonderful, fine specimen of a man comes along into your life that you are ready. You're chasing your dreams. You're living your dreams so that when he's around, you don't fall off of living your best life. Okay, you could continue living your best life with him because he's living his best life. He's living his dreams. He's, you know, fulfilling all the things that he wants in life. And you get together and it's magic. So chase your dreams of being the best version of yourself. Whatever that means to you, the best, best version of myself is someone who is always smiling and happy and living uh, positively, having positive thoughts, uh, having some time for myself and time for my friends and family, doing what I love to do, my Go Girl podcast, hello, talking to my girls and um, meditating, dancing, just, just being happy. That's when, that's the best version of myself. What is the best version of yourself? When you are totally like, oh, I feel so good in this moment. I feel so good with who I am right now. What does that feel like? What are you doing in those moments? For some of you, it might be dancing. I could just dance all day and feel so good. Do more of that. Be the best version of yourself. Chase your dreams of doing your dream job. Whatever it is, you might have a nine to five right now, and that's cool. It might And it might be your dream job. Or you might be doing a nine to five and not like it, but on the side, you can still do your dream job. You can do your podcast on the side. You can write your book on the side. You can start your dance class on the side. You can start whatever passion project on the side. Chase that. And that man will chase you. Some men like when you're independent and you're living for something because they see that that makes you happy and that fulfills you. And when, and when you're happy, he's happy. And that's love. So ambitious girl, you just want to win. And you'd rather chase your dreams than to try to chase these men, okay? Cop that mixtape. It is dope. Wale. Now it's time to celebrate. Hey! 
A huge Go Girl Woman Crush Wednesday shout out goes to Oprah Winfrey, who definitely chased her dreams instead of chasing men. Shoot, she got one man still chasing her. Stedman, they've been together forever. Still ain't married. He's still chasing her. She's like, I got stuff to do. <laughs> anyway, she was on the cover of The Hollywood Reporter and received the Empowerment and Entertainment Award in honor of their Young Executive Fellowship Program. So this is where students in underserved schools will be given the chance to access the business, marketing, and filmmaking side of Hollywood with the intention of empowering this next generation. And you know, Oprah has definitely empowered all of us, or at least me. I'm watching Super Soul Sundays, okay? I'm watching old interviews, old speeches, listening to podcasts all about Oprah, reading her books. Like, I guess just as a journalist, she's definitely inspired me so much. The way she connects with her audience and asking the right questions and being a good person. So you go, girl. You go, girl. To Miss Oprah Winfrey. You know, she she's a boss. She's a boss chick. I hope she doesn't mind that I called her a boss chick. But like a media executive, actress, talk show host, television producer, and philanthropist, she's done it all. She's had the highest rated television program of its kind. And she's the first black female billionaire. Come on now. So to receive her award, she told a speech about how her news director and the general manager way back in the day thought because she wasn't a single mom and she didn't have a mortgage and didn't have kids that she wasn't entitled to earn as much as the man sitting right next to her when she was doing a, a TV reporting job, right? And she said, they didn't know my value, but I knew my value. She knew her worth, okay? I am worthy. So that's when she went on to do her own show. She went on to say, what is empowerment? Power is all about what you've done for yourself. Empowerment is what you've done for others that you can then brag about at power lunches because it was a power lunch that she was speaking at. But it, it, is def it definitely is. Empowerment is just all about being a better person for yourself and then helping others become better people. That's why I'm here for you ladies. Go girl. We all going to be in this together, okay? I'm becoming more empowered as I'm speaking to you. Hopefully you're taking notes and uh, taking something from each episode and becoming more empowered. This is what it's all about. All of us serving each other. So Oprah, who's always just a boss, a phenomenal woman, who's has so much poise and class and grace. You go, girl. You go, girl. For receiving the Empowerment and Entertainment Award. Incredible. That wraps up this week of Go Girl because women are powerful. Be sure to subscribe, share, tell a friend. This podcast, you can find it on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and all episodes on www.ashleycaprice.com. I thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to follow the blog. I want to thank my guest, Monique Kelly, for coming in today talking all about dating. She has some hilarious stories. I'm telling you, check out her site, Confessions of a Serial Dater in LA.com. I'm getting out of here, but until next time, remember, I am worthy. You go, girl. <laughs>